Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by PNC Bank. Sweet home Chicago, we are live from the 2022 Draft Combine. This is where tomorrow's stars have the chance to shine in front of the NBA's top executives. And on this floor at the Winterest Arena, 76 players are going to compete in five-on-five games as well as shooting, strength, agility, in the hopes of walking in the shoes of Jimmy Butler and Jason Tatum. Welcome to the Eastern Conference Finals between the Celtics and the Heat. I'm Jason Tatum. I don't think anybody on the Heat team can defend. This rising superstar has been just magnificent. Tatum, sidestep, three-pointer, pucks it in. The third quarter has been the best quarter for the Heat so far in these playoffs. What a turnaround here in this third period. This is a Miami Heat avalanche. The start that Jason Tatum had sparked something in Jimmy Butler. I don't care if it's a big stage or he's watching. I know why I do what I do. Welcome to NBA Today presented by PNC Bank. We are in the Trust Arena in Chicago for the Draft Combine. I'm Malika Andrews. That's Richard Jefferson, Kendrick Perkins, and Zach Lowe. Adrian Wojnarowski is going to be by in just a bit. So yesterday, I channeled my inner Hamilton. Okay. You know, okay, okay. Any requests for today? No. <laughs> Fine. Well, then we'll just move along to some magic numbers, starting with the number three, because that is where it got really special for the Miami Heat last night. Let's jump ahead to the third quarter. Eastern Conference Finals game one entering Tuesday Richard the heat plus 68 in the third quarter this postseason that's the best in the NBA and we saw that on full display they'd kick it off with a 5-1 run well and this is a thing that the Boston Celtics know that the league knows that you talk about like hey look this team comes out in the third quarter let's lock in let's be focused because this is what they do but this Malika was unexpected when you watch these guys come out and play against this look at that Woo. just impressive we talked about Bam being the number one guy. Four blocks for Bam Adebayo, 12 blocks for the Heat that as a team. That should count as two. That's two blocks. Wedgie. I give a wedgie, wedgie action. Yeah. yeah, that's a deep wedgie. All right, now a 16 to two run. <laughs> Struess, oh we know you love some Struess, Zach Lowe. Struess! Wow, okay, so the Struess seals it from Jason Tatum, throws it down on the other end. The Heat, they go on a 22 to two run to start the third quarter. Okay, Hove. I mean, my goodness, and this is later in the third, Richard. Yeah, and, and look, when everything is rolling, that's just one of the things that you see. But I will talk about this. Not having, you know who doesn't have, not having Marcus Smart, not having Al Horford. Me and Perk and JJ were texting before the game. Could they get it done without him? Apparently not. Well, no. <laughs> Let's take a listen to them after the game. I mean, yeah, they came out. Got to give them credit. They played hard. Uh, they, you know, played faster in the second half. You know, I think we just kind of went away from what was working in the first half. And that's just something we got to be aware of, you know, on Thursday. More than anything, it just shows us what we're capable of whenever we um, worry about getting stops, getting into the open floor, um, getting to the free throw line, all of those good things. I expect us to be able to do that 
every quarter from here on out. Got out tough, out, out physical. Um, they looked like they came out in the second half, you know, and wanted to up their physicality and aggression and on both ends, and they did that. So this is the deal. It's about the Heat turning it up, but the Celtics, they were also historically bad in the third. They were outscored by 25, their second worst in any quarter in franchise postseason history. Boston made just two of their 15 attempts in the third. That's their worst shooting quarter over the last four seasons. I don't want to waste any time here, so I'm going to I'm going to try the let's just get it, right? Yeah. What happened in the third, Richard? Fatigue. I, I think there was a fatigue factor, and on top of it, you're short. You're short-handed, so you don't have two of your studs. You're coming off a of game seven. Game sevens can be emotional. They can also be draining, and we know that going into that Milwaukee series, that the uh, Milwaukee Boston series, it was neck and neck. You didn't know who was going to win, and I don't think the players did either. So they were exerting themselves to a hundred and five percent. They got, you know, uh, Marcus Smart is injured. He not injured, but he has to be out a day because these guys were pushing their bodies to the limit. You come in here, you have a great first half your focus but the Miami Heat it just started they just started to build, wear on you and wear you down and ultimately I think that's what was the difference in the game no nah, I'm with I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you and I'm a piggyback on it because I tweeted after the Celtics beat the Bucks that <laughs> they didn't have time to celebrate yeah like you have a quick turnaround a day in between where you have to travel and get to Miami a new game plan all the above where the Miami Heat had been waiting on them them goons from Dade County at home. waiting on them at home, at home since Thursday right so you look Look at it. What happened was in the third quarter, one team had their legs and had the juice, and the other team didn't. I don't want to discredit what the Miami Heat did because yep. they came out and did what they were supposed to do on the defensive side of things. But at the end of the day, this is why you don't want to go to game sevens. Mm. This is why you want to handle your business because you could run into a situation like this where a team is waiting on you. And from a guy that has played 140 plus playoff yep. games, Ooh. you know, 30 something game sevens. This is what you put. This is where you put yourself in that position. Well, I played zero playoff games, but I still know that a team that was playing eight guys coming off a seven-game series was missing two of those guys. That gets yeah. me down to six before I go deeper into my bench. That's a problem. But what happened yeah. is the Heat happened. The Heat yeah. came out of the locker room and said, oh, we were a top-five defense all year. Here's why. They played with a much greater intensity. Bam was much more into the into the ball, into the into the rim protection, and they just took it to the Celtics. I just, some of these plays that I loved, we're going to look at it. Look, look, they want the Max True switch. Jimmy Butler's just going to sit there in the middle. I'm not giving you that switch. I know what you want. And then he, he goes back, and there's two there. Someone should be open, but Bam in there can guard two guys. It's perfect defense. Jimmy can gamble like that because he knows he's got Bam behind him. And it wasn't just Jimmy. Victor Oladipo, watch this double rotation this guy makes on one play. He's in, and as soon as he sees Jalen Brown go to pass, he's with the flight of the ball. No shot there for Aaron Neesmith, who played some pretty good minutes. And the same thing again on the same play. To make this rotation twice in like eight seconds is really hard. And then to throw this thing back in Aaron Nismith's face, holy smokes. Man. That is a team that came out of the locker room like we are going to just outwork you and out-effort you and fly around the floor. And, and, and to add on to that point, Zach, that film that you just broke down, Rich, you could contest to this. We drilled that particular drill with oh. guy comes over, sink and fill, X on the weak side all day long when you're trying to be tied on the string. And all I saw was communication. That's what championships caliber teams do. They they build on communication. On yeah, the and even Tyler Hero was.
Oladipo's ready. Yep. So what yeah. that what happens in that screen is if they do decide to screen uh, Victor Oladipo in, then then all of a sudden Tyler Hero goes, goes to, to the, the corner, corner and then they X exactly. out. So when you look at those, they were in perfect defensive position. They were ready to go. And I'll say this, they the the Boston Celtics could have gotten away with that type of like uh, offensive performance in the Milwaukee series because Milwaukee wasn't the, like an overpowering offensive team. Mm -hmm. When you look at no Middleton, so they were just a little bit shorthanded sure. offensively. Against this Heat team, you're going to need to play that defense and be pretty good on offense, or else it's just going to get evenly or unmatched. Well, and as you guys said, it, it wasn't just Boston being mm. awful. This was about Miami. Yes. More specifically, this was about Jimmy mm. Buckets Butler. He was a force in the third. He outscored the Celtics 17 to 14 by himself. Uh -oh. so let's take a little bit of a closer look at this game because Jimmy, I mean, he led the Heat to a game one win. Doing all the little things, intercepting Jason Tatum's pass, going down the court, floating it in. This is when it mattered most, Richard. Yeah, it, it's impressive because it, what I love about Jimmy Butler and the way he played, 17 for 18 from the free throw line. And he's not this physically over-the-top gifted guy. So, like, most of his free throws are because he's just outworking people, putting people in a position to have to make a play. It's not tricking the referees. There's not everybody has a little trick in the referees in them, but it's not game in the game. It's the pump fakes. It's the driving into people. It's the putting pressure on you. Jimmy Butler just plays a very aggressive game here in the postseason here look at this and once you've got your rhythm that type of shot is just smooth it's easy this is the same guy that was shutting down Giannis that was contesting Kevin Durant and it was just impressive Jimmy doing 41 it. points here's Jimmy Butler after the game Butler gets inside and backs it on another Jimmy Butler masterpiece I play the way that I play to win by all means necessary and it just so happened that I scored 40. Butler down there. Jimmy Butler is an elite competitor. He's competing to win. It's a, a, a totally different thing, and he does that as well as anybody in this league. Lopez gets it, fires, but three got it! Oh, Jimmy flushes with a big one! I don't care if it's a big stage. Back against Vince, falling away. It's good, Jimmy Butler! Takes a face. I do what I do um, for my family, for my people, for my organization, for my teammate. That's it. So here's the deal. Jimmy Butler already has three 40-point games this postseason, most in the single postseason in Heat history. He's already averaging 17 points per game just in the second half in these playoffs. Only Kobe and KD have averaged more in a single season, single postseason over the last 25 years. I know you guys didn't do this, but Zach Lowe, he wrote 2,000 526 words on the draft comp. <laughs> on the lottery, the lottery. Dude, I could, I could write 5,000 on the lottery. Please don't. Um, I don't need that many words on Jimmy Butler. I just need, just need one. If you were to sum up his performance last night in one word, not 2,526, it would be? Terminator. Absolute ruthlessness, ruthless efficiency on offense. Where's somebody I can bully? Derek White, I can bully you. Bring him up to me. Peyton Pritchard, bring him up to me. No wasted possessions, no wasted time, ruthless. And on defense, he was like the Terminator doing those calculations in his head like he had a computer brain. Where's the ball going to go next? He was ahead of the Boston offense. He diagnosed everything they were about to do. And then he just took their lunch money like four times in a row. He had back-to-back -back pick sixes. You never see that happen. Jason Tatum just threw him the ball. He knew what was coming, and he was ruthless. That was a Terminator-level mm. performance. Well, I don't never follow the rules, so I'm going two words. Playoff. 
postseason superstar. That's that was Jim, three words. Now, no, we, no, got no, a, no, now no, we got a hyphen no, no, involved. No, no. Postseason superstar. That's what Jimmy Butler is. And why I say that is because he understands the assignment now. The worst thing that could have happened for the NBA was him going to the finals two years ago because now he knows it's a marathon and not a sprint. The one thing we realize about Jimmy Butler is I wouldn't like he doesn't care about the regular season. And when I say don't care, meaning he's not really focused on making an all-star oh. team. Oh. He's not focused on leading the league and scoring. Anyway, no, he does he, because <laughs> that's who he is. But he's he knows that, hey, I need my body to be fresh. I need to be the best at when it matters the most. And all of a sudden, he turns it on, and he becomes a top-five player in the NBA as soon as the postseason starts. I don't remember what I said, so can we put up the graphic? Can we put up the graphic really quickly? Do you guys see what it's I have? It's different. <laughs> yes. Jimmy Butler is different. And and the reason why I like it is that when you look at these numbers, he is a guard. And it, you see the jumpers. You see he didn't hit any threes. There was no threes. So this was like an old school, hyper efficient, 12 for 19, 17 for 18 from the free throw line. And this is where you miss Marcus Smart. This is where you miss, this is where you sure. miss uh, you know, an Al Horford in rotations. Because if you don't have that, it, like if Jimmy, if if you look at what Jimmy Butler did, especially in that in that third quarter, if they have Marcus Smart, I'm not saying that Jimmy can't go get his buckets, but at least there's another body. The defensive player of the year on right. the perimeter is not there, and they took advantage of it. Well, and that begs the question. We've shown all the stats. We've discussed how just excellent Jimmy Butler was last night throughout this postseason. Richard, how sustainable is this? Well, that and. and to, per to Perk's point, when he talked about he went to the finals two years ago, and it looked like he ran out of gas because he was going against possibly the only person in the world that can put up these type of numbers throughout an entire postseason, and that was LeBron James, and he ran out of gas because it is exhausting. A lot of guys can do this two, three times. To do it throughout an entire postseason is so difficult, but Jimmy, he looks like he's in the condition to do it now, and it's just a matter of whether or not he can sustain this yep. for this round and then one more round. And by the way this he's also guarding Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum yeah. like there are no seconds off for him and we haven't even mentioned talking about the Celtics being shorthanded Kyle Lowry's out like mm -hmm. the Heat are missing a borderline all-star level point guard too yeah Park? It's, it's culture it's culture and I said it like two weeks ago when you talk about being in shape being in condition it's no other organization that gets you prepared like the Miami Heat yep. like you got to be under a certain percent body fat mm -hmm. they watching your diet all because they know it's about the long game mm -hmm. and so when I look at Jimmy Butler and you ask can he sustain this hell yeah all right, so that's the eastern side of things. We're going to get to the western side of things coming up on NBA Today. Live reports from San Francisco ahead of the Western Conference Finals. Daddy Doncic. Look at Luka representing for the whack that. bodies. That awaits. Uh, Daddy Doncic. That's what they call him, Daddy Doncic. <laughs> NBA Today is presented by PNC Bank. See how we can make a difference. And in part by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Only pay for what you need. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. 
every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. It's the moment that we've all been waiting for. This draft is deep. It's a real debate at number one. The first pick goes to the Orlando Magic. It's so exciting. It's so much to look forward to with this organization, with this group and this fan base. It's going to be special. Here's the updated mock draft after the lottery. That's according to our Jonathan Gavoni. It has Jabari Smith going first overall to the Magic and then Chet Holmgren to the Thunder, Paolo Bancaro to the Rockets, Keegan Murray to the Kings, Jaden Ivey to the Pistons. Welcome back inside Wintrust Arena. It's home to the WNBA's Sky. And draft analyst Mike Schmitz is joining us now. And you know what that means. It means that Zach couldn't be more excited because we get to talk about the lottery. Yeah. So yeah. I haven't seen yeah. Zach smile that much since we was talking about Anthony Edwards' dog. <laughs> it's a little bit frightening. Anthony Edwards Jr. Anthony, Anthony Edwards Jr. Yeah, 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 Anthony yeah, Edwards Jr. Yeah. Zach, since this is like you're, you're literally your baby, what was your biggest takeaway from last night? I think two teams that really needed it got the number one and mm. two picks in the draft and that starts with Orlando since Dwight Howard forced a trade they've just been living in purgatory either really bad but never moving up in the lottery to get yep. the guy or just mediocre and drafting in the middle of the first round they drafted some good players they drafted some nice support players the one year they really moved up and had a super high pick was 2013 which was like the year you didn't want a top three pick and they got Victor Oladipo who's good and then they traded him they've just been begging begging for something to center this rebuild which has been endless yeah. around for so long and now they finally have their chance to do it and as Perk's going to talk about they're starting to collect a bunch of interesting players but they've done that before what they've been missing is the tent pole to build around them and this is their chance finally right. to get it. Perk before we get to you Richard on our pre-show call this morning you were talking about the Orlando Magic what intrigues you about them getting the number one pick? Well I, I really love the culture that Jamal Mosley is trying to build. I had him as a coach I've known him for for years especially in, in, like when I played in Dallas but in Dallas, he brought out Wendell Carter. He brought out uh, Cole Anthony, and he's just like, hey, I want these guys to experience the postseason. I want them to see the prep. I want them to feel the energy. He wants his guys to understand what it takes to get there and why you're fighting so hard. Yep. So to see a coach get put that type of energy already, the, the season just ended for them you know, a month and a half ago. So to see him already putting energy into his guys into next year, to see him get the number one pick, it just means that the culture is starting to change in Orlando. Orlando. Mike, you've been on the Chet Holmgren beat essentially for the past three years, right? Yep. What makes him such a can't-miss prospect? Well, there's only so many seven-footers on this entire earth with yeah. a seven-six wingspan who can pass, dribble, shoot, and protect the rim at such a high level. So we talk so much about his shot blocking and the three-point shooting, but there are two things that stand out most to me, okay? And I was able to go to Santa Barbara, spend some time around him. Perk, we talked about this the other day. He's mean. Yes. <laughs> like, like, he's, yeah, buck 95, 200 pounds. No, like, don't get it twisted. He is mean and focused and aggressive, and being around him a couple days and just watching his preparation. He was how he I'm breaks that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me. You got a sense of me. His photo, his photo on the mock oh, no. draft graphic that hey, we listen, just me. Look happy. You don't look happy right there. He's not afraid. One bit, right? So, I, you know, he's there early. He stays late. The whole deal, right? On top of that, he's not just this rim running, pick and pop guy. Like, he can handle the ball. He has legitimate wing skills. Like, he's going to be playing pick and roll like Evan Mobley, like Jaron Jackson, different bigs, like putting the ball in his hands. And, you know, I can talk about this workout and all that. 
that. But let's just show you. Let's let's show you some of the stuff we talked about out in Santa Barbara and break it down. Let's roll the yeah, tape. And you would say he's more skilled than Evan Mobley and, and Jaron Jackson. Jr. Yes. Yeah. The upcoming draft. He's the total package. He can do it all out of the floor. John Holgram, are you serious? Wow. Mike Schmitz of ESPN here in Santa Barbara. Chet Holmgren, Packy Turner. Chet, I think what makes you special is at your size, your ability to handle the ball, play pick and roll, bust out of handoffs. What makes you so effective in those situations? Uh, just reading the defense and taking what they give me, uh, you know, not forcing anything uh, and not trying to take something that's not there. Holmgren made it look easy. Look how fluid he is. It's not fair. One thing I've seen from you too, just watching you work out, is you have step backs, side steps. Maybe take us through like the cadence of of one of those moves. Uh, yeah. I'm, when I'm going and they're on my head, mm -hmm. that's when I have to use my pockets to use those step backs to kind of create some space. Okay. And then you know now use the arm so I can really use my. Body. So let's see you roasting our guy Packy here. So he's getting into the ball, he's getting into you. Film on your hip. Stop, pop, splash. Do you believe in unicorns? <laughs> I think I, I didn't until tonight, but I think I might now. We're gonna break down your film here. This is a, I think, an action that NBA teams are gonna use you in, right? Maybe not this exactly, but whether you're busting out of the corner into a handoff, right? Um, so what are you reading in the defender that leads to this decision? Uh, you know, at the end of the day, if a defender wants to go under a screen or shoot the gap on a screen, they're basically, you know, saying that you can't hit that yep. shot behind three. So that's the read every time. Yeah. Uh, and just knock that down. Evan Mobley, uh, Cleveland used him a lot in these type of situations, you know, um, kind of four or five pick and roll. What do you like about this? And do you foresee yourself kind of functioning in some of these as well? I love this and I love yeah. that the NBA is going in this, this direction. Um, and yeah, I definitely see myself doing this. What do you love about this? Uh, I just love seeing a seven footer uh, like myself. Uh, obviously, I'm a great player. Uh, you know, come off a, a middle ball screen and skip into an elbow pull up. How excited are you for the NBA game um, and just how open it is and, and kind of to be able to show some of that versatility? Yeah, no, I'm excited to be able to play in the NBA. Uh, you know, it's been a lifelong dream to be able to, you know, play at that level and compete at that level. So, you know, I'm excited to show what I can do. Well, Chad, it's been great to kind of track your development, get to know you a little bit over these last few years, and best of luck Thanks, along the way. Appreciate it, man. Mm. So we only saw like maybe 20% of what he can do offensively given the situation at, at Gonzaga. So Perk, I'm gonna throw it to you. What is the best fit for Chet Holmgren? Oh, you know I'm being biased. H-Town, Houston. <laughs> but, but here's why, right? You look at Jalen Green and you, we watched him progress throughout the last part of the season. He was dropping 40 pieces, things to that nature. And I talk about looking at the Cleveland Cavaliers and that the Rockets should try to mimic what they're doing, right? They had Darius Garland. They added Evan Mobley. Why not add Chet Holmgren? Like, I know he's probably going to go number one because he's the true yeah, definition. I don't know if he's no, going to get that far I down. understand yeah, that, yeah. but he's a true definition of a generational talent. But if Houston could land him, like, 
with the combination between him and Jalen Green will be great, a great starting point. And I could see them being the next version of Evan Mobley and Darius Garland and what they did in the league that the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers took this season. Well, speaking of the Cleveland Cavaliers, we have a special guest who's stopping do? by our show coming up <laughs> soon on NBA Today. Mike Schmitz, thank you so much for your insight. J.B. Bickerstaff, the Cavs head coach, he joins the show. Which team does he think is the hardest to game plan for amongst our conference finalists? And two of those teams, they square off tonight. A full preview of tonight's Western Conference Finals Game 1 between Steph and, what did you call him, Richard? Luca? Uh, uh, Daddy Dante. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> and those two, they're oh, high. Here we go. Jefferson does. He still have it. Find out next as NBA Today continues. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We did the two years off re-motivate us? Absolutely. The Golden State Warriors are headed back to the Western Conference Finals. This one feels good, but we know how tough the next round is going to be. And the Dallas Mavericks are going to the Western Conference Finals. Nobody picked us, so it was motivational for us. This is my man and I'm really no brain. Try me, must be out of your brains. King blood, fill it with my veins. I always want that feeling of the championship. How do I get that feeling back? Steve Kerr is back coaching in the conference finals. Kerr's been 20 and 7. That's his record in this round. The best win percentage by any head coach in the conference finals history with at least 15 games of experience. So we've gotten the perspectives of my, my friends, my analysts here on set. But I want to go to San Francisco and get some insight from our reporters, Tim McMahon and Kendra Andrews, joining us now. Tim, I want to start with you here. What stood out to you? What caught your attention about what Mads head, Mavs head coach Jason Kidd said about Steve Kerr? Well, first of all, Malika, I hope we're still friends. But uh, when they asked Kid about playing Steve Kerr, he goes, yeah, I remember. He played with Michael Jordan. He was hitting. So this is Jason Kidd who will tell you the Mavericks championship team was Dirk and, quote, a bunch of burgers. So he knows about fitting in with a superstar. And that's what he said. J or Steve Kerr hit big shots. He fits so well with superstars. And look, Mavericks fans, they remember. It wasn't just with Michael Jordan, with Tim Duncan. You go back to the 03 West Finals. Game six, closeout game in Dallas. Steve Kerr, four, four from three. Hit three big ones in the fourth quarter. And Jake had said Steve Kerr doesn't get his just due for being a great role player. He was a winner then, and that's obviously carried over into his coaching career. Tim, thank you. Kendra, I want to get the, the, the opinion from the flip side of all of this. What did Steve Kerr say about Jason Kidd? 
Yeah, Malika, well, what Steve Kerr said that he and Jason Kidd have in common is that they both inherited teams with an already established core. And he says it's a lot easier to implement changes when you're working with a group that already has some continuity. Now, where he said they differ, particularly where Jason Kidd differs, is that a lot of players turned coaches were role players, not Hall of Famers. Steve said not a lot of superstar top 25 guys like Jason go on to do this coaching for a very long time. But Jason, he's different. As for what Steve remembers playing Jason from their days on the court, he said that he remembers his speed and his force that Jason played with. Maybe it wasn't translated well over TV, but you felt it when you were on the court with him. But Steve then joked, luckily, I wasn't the one who had to defend him. Kendra. Thank you so much. Bringing it back here on set in Chicago. Have fun at game one. We have our very own head coach joining our set. JB, I got to do it. John Blair, yeah. Bickerstaff after. <laughs> <laughs> and JB, yeah. you've had to game plan for games against both Steve Kerr's teams and Jason Kidd's teams. What stands out to you about how they approach the game and what they're going to do tonight in game one? Uh, just how dynamic they are. Uh, they're both dynamic, but they're completely different in mm. how they get it done. Uh, if you take Golden State, for example, Golden State gets done uh, by movement, right? It's not only ball movement, but the two guys that you're chasing around the floor and Steph Curry and Klay Thompson are two of the most lethal guys offensively, but you don't get to just stare at them and see where they are. You have to go out and find them. You have to chase them. You know, you got big guys that have to be alert to their movement. Uh, and then with Luka, it's a lot of pick and roll, right? So it's more stationary uh, offense than the movement. But you've got a guy who's such a dynamic playmaker that he can make all the reads, and he just waits for the defense to make a mistake. And then if you don't make a mistake, he just scores it himself. So <laughs> they're, they're both dynamic. Uh, you know, you can't say one is better than the other because obviously they're both capable of getting it done. I'm sorry, I, I, I looked over there for a second because Richard almost just broke our table. So, so that's cool. If we're talking about game planning for Steph Curry and Luka Doncic, two of the most potent players in the game today. What stands out to you about what adjustments they're going to need to make? Uh, well, that's the fun part of the playoffs, right? And that's why you get into coaching and try to figure out, you know, can you match wits with that guy that's across from you? Uh, both of them are, like I said, extremely dynamic. You know, with uh, Luca, you know where he's going to be. Mm. Luca's going to be in front of you. He's going to have the ball in his hands. They're going to bring multiple people to play pick and roll with him, and then they're going to space the ball, uh, the space the floor around him. With Steph, he's going to be all over the place, uh, yep. and I think that's where he's so, so difficult. Is he's going to be on the baseline sometimes? He's going to be handling it sometimes. He's going to be trailing. He's going to fill the corner. Yep. So he's more difficult to locate. Uh, but obviously, they're both capable of getting the job done with the ball in their hands. Richard, why the stank face? Well, because that little spin step back three is disgusting. Like, like that, like we just gloss over it because he does it all the time. We don't see many guys do that specific move. Steph does it. Uh, I think we've seen James do it, James Harden do it. And I'd even say, like, Kevin Durant. But that little in the corner, post up, step back spin, like that, you can't guard it. And he does it so effortlessly. Like, there's just nothing you can do in those moments. Zach, who is tougher to defend, in your estimation, the Mavericks or the Warriors? As a team, I think the Warriors just are so different that it takes teams. You can see in playoff series, it takes a game or two to get used to playing against them mm. after playing. You can talk about oh, this. Oh, yeah. You guys had it, trouble. A, yeah. Those first, first two, two games, games are like, boom. Worst two losses combined in NBA Finals history, uh, like our game one and game two combined total total score. Because it's just 
we we had cruised through the Eastern Conference, and then you get there, and they're a different monster. If you're in the Western Conference, you get them four times a year. If you're in the Eastern Conference, you only get them once or twice. So it's like even then, those first two games are literally just trying to figure it out. Just trying to get your sea legs. But yeah. in, individually, I mean, Luca is just Tough. a killer. Yeah. There's just not, there's just because there's nothing you can do with right. him. He's too big. He can see every pass. And to the point you just made, the hallmark of a superstar is he can beat you with shots that you're supposed to live with as a defense, with floaters, with step backs. He can make enough of them that you'll still lose the game. Yeah, and, and when you think about Golden State, right, Coach Coach JB was right. You talk about the player movement, the ball movement. In order to beat them, you also got to have IQ on the floor. Like, the first step of defense is communication. If you're not communicating on those switches or those back picks or those pin downs, oh, whatever the case may be, you're dead bird tall grass. So that's what I saw with, Memphis, with the Memphis Grizzlies. Like, it was so many Many times I'm like, how did y'all miscommunicate this switch? This is Steph Curry. Why is Jaron Jackson Jr. not up on the screen when he's supposed to be when the Steph Curry is coming off the pick? But when you look at Luka, he gives me that LeBron James type vibe. Where it's like, okay, how can I actually guard him? Do I send a double team? You yeah. really can't because he's so good at picking the defensive apart on time, on target passes. So it's going to be a fun series. That's why I'm not picking either one of them. JB, when you were coaching <laughs> against Luka, yeah. <laughs> Is that allowed? Yeah, 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 it is allowed. Yeah. He makes his own rules. I, I just, uh -huh. it's Perk's world. We all just live in it. But when you were coaching against Luca this year, would you say that you saw this, the potential for them to not only make it out of the first round for the first time, but push all the way through to the Western Conference Finals? Uh, we played him late. Uh, yeah. We played him early in the year. Yep. We were able to beat him down in Dallas, and then we played him late, uh, and they beat us uh, in Cleveland. And you saw the trajectory and how they were trending. Uh, you saw that, you know, obviously they talked about his conditioning earlier in the year, and he addressed that and to where he is now to be able to have to carry a team. Uh, and I think with his skill set, the way that they improve defensively, I think that's one of the things that we're missing here too is we're talking a lot of offense. But if you look at these conference finals, the defense is going to be what gets it done. We saw it last night. Yep. Like you're going to have to defend, and they've improved on the defensive end of the Man, game. I can't wait yeah, for this game. It is the first time, by the way, that the Mavs and the Warriors have faced off in the playoffs since that we believe upset. So this is going to be fun. Mm. JB, thank you so much for joining Richard Dolores and company and I here on NBA Today. Stop. Speaking of Luca's excellence, you know who else was excellent? Tyler Hero. And our panel said that we needed a bubble hero to show up for game one. That's exactly what happened, but it's what happened post-game that you really have to see. Find out. That's next. You're singing again. I can't help it. It just comes out of me. It just does. Perk, you played in this, right? No. I didn't have to. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. You're watching NBA Today, presented by PNC Bank. Whatever degree you spent time preparing to, to go up against him, you find out probably right when you get to the arena. Um, good Lord. Damn. We're trying to talk here, and you show up with the sleeve monster got you. That should be late. Do you own that vest, Perk? 
No, but I can. <laughs> I think I we can. need to get it. I'm, I'm I think sure we need to that's get it what I'm planning on wearing when I get to Miami. Do they catch any shots? Do you guys have any shots? Are you, you guys like that? No, I mean. We can do it right now. <laughs> oh, let's do it. Let's do it right now. I think, I think you might be wrong. I think we do have shots of you guys like I feel, that. I feel, like the, I feel like they're swapped. I feel like I, feel like I should be on the left and the right. I, I think that's very accurate. I do. I was expecting more out of you, really. I, I thought you had more muscles. I, I know I can, look, I, I don't know what the FCC kind of rules are about yeah, for that. <laughs> well, yeah, look at Zach. My name the is Zach Low. Nice tattoo. The yeah, look at that tat. I am nice a part of the highly successful Low Post podcast. <laughs> and I want to bump. <laughs> Couldn't fit all. I need the other arm. Okay, where's Woj? Where's Woj? No, no. Do we have Malika? Oh, come on. My, my biceps would break the screen. Yeah, they would that be so true. big. All right, we need to get this back on track. Okay. Let's let's talk about the actual game. What, what can you tell us about the status of Al Horford for game two? Yeah, he remains in health and safety protocols. I think it remains unlikely that he's back for game two. I think there's a lot of conversation going on between the Celtics and the league office, but he would have to make some progress in these protocols. You know, things would have to change for him to uh, somehow become able and, and active for game two. But right now, the Celtics are certainly preparing uh, for the likelihood that he misses game two and, and they go from there in this series with him. Marcus Smart was also not on the court for that game one. What can you tell us about his status for game two? Well, I'm told there was some good news today. He, 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 he shed that walking boot that he was using. He doesn't need that. No, he's gotten out. He's got some treatment. He's been able to do some things on the floor to try to test out that foot, not put too much pressure on it. But that very much is going to be a decision made tomorrow. That one's going to go into, you know, perhaps closer to game time. You know, I know, I know with Marcus Smart, he does not like to miss two games in a row. You don't see him do that often. Uh, but this is a real injury, and uh, I think they'll have a better sense tomorrow. But he has made progress. We'll see what it looks like tomorrow night in Miami before game two. Woj, thank you so much for that okay. insight. Perk, when we're talking about the Celtics, we saw them get up big and then struggle in that third quarter. Can they win this series, let alone game two, without Al Horford and Marcus Smart, if that's what comes to fruition? Uh, no, they can't. They they can win the series without Al Horford, but they can't win the series without Marcus Smart. And I think that they can win the game, too, without either one of them. Listen, I saw this Celtic team battle adversity all this season. I saw this Celtic team going to Milwaukee. I mean, win the game, too, without Marcus Smart being there as well. I could touch Don't don't touch bro. me, bro. Relax. So it, I, I think it's going seven. I mean, but they need Marcus Smart, not necessarily Al Horford, because Robert Williams is back. Absolutely. Woj, again, thank you so much All for right. joining us here on NBA Today. Next, you don't want to miss this. Richard Jefferson oh. takes on the combine drills oh. with the help of Coach Perk. Oh, oh my. Woo! This is a great friend of mine. Welcome back to NBA Today. We are here at Wintrust Arena, home of the Microsoft Surface NBA Draft Combine. So for aspiring NBA players, this is essentially a job interview, right? It's a place for them to impress the brass of the NBA. And who better to help them prepare than an absolutely excellent coach? Oh, wow.
talked about yesterday. Look, I got my all gray Rocky I, on. I I'm see ready. and I love it. You was late. Okay? Yes. So we'll talk about your punishment after that. But I thought there was like a window. No, it's, it's no window. Bro, and today I'm not your damn friend. Okay, I apologize. I just coach person. I got one of my great friends, the white double D is what I call him. Double D, listen. He's trying to get back. Okay, he's trying to get why back. Are you laughing? Why are you laughing? Yeah. Why are you laughing? <laughs> I, I know I know how old you are. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. You ready? I'm ready. Damn, why are you right, here we go. All right. I just want to make sure you understand you're gonna get this once. Right? So just, <laughs> just make sure. Just make sure you're in a position to get this once. Got it. Alright, here we go. Stop! Man, that's get it, man. You wasting my time here we go. Drop down a little bit. Slide. Touch left the foot. Line. Get out of there. Go. Get out of there. Go, go, go. 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 Three steps. Slide. 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 Get out of there. Nice. Uh oh. Thirteen sixty nine. Why are you breathing so hard? Cause you just see what I did. Yeah, yeah. It was very impressive. Okay. Very impressive. Uh, Walk through. Great job. That's, 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 can you touch that? Can I touch it? I just asked a question. Yes, I can okay, touch it. I'm okay, asking though. If I jump up there, then you definitely have to be with I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Oh! Nice! All right, that is we 11. Richard. What, bro? Big picture. I'm trying, dog. Think about it. <laughs> I'm trying, dog. Well, we can go get some steak and lobster after this? Uh, uh, we'll think about it. <laughs> yes, everything you got, okay? All right. All right. Here we go. We'll go! Wait, wait, wait. I'm not ready. I thought you was ready. I thought yeah. it was on my, it's not no, me or him. It's on me. you. There we go. Finish strong. Nice. How you feel? Yep. Like if I would have ran another 10 yards, both my hammies would have gone. <laughs> I, I have a lot of third round pick in there. A lot of third round pick numbers. I mean, look. Hey, well, okay. I know I will never tell you this. Yeah. But I'm proud of you. You proud of me? Yeah. Hey, listen. Okay. You killed it. Dog. What'd I do? Look. Like some 30 years later. 30? Yeah, 30 Wait. years. Like, yeah, okay. 30 years. Okay. Like, okay, wait around. 30 though. years later, your pole lane was 13 seconds. Okay. Your court sprint was 3.5. Okay. And your vert was 36. Yeah. So, this is a bittersweet moment for me because I feel like I'm going to get you a job. Let's go. Let's go. But, but the, the sad part about it is that you might not be sitting next to me. No, I'm good with that. I'm good, but I'm going to need some ice, though, bro. I'm <laughs> good. I'm, I'm good. I'm going to need some ice, though. Ooh. I might should have stretched. Bro, I'm so proud of you, dog. I, I'm telling you, I never told you this, but I am. I'm really I, proud. Are you okay? No. <laughs> I'm not okay. I wore, Those I wore, sweatpants uh, were not okay. I wore the gray sweatpants for the ladies, man. You know? Hey, but I'm telling you. Know, but so my grout, I had my, my gray outfit. The grout. grout fit? My grout fit up. Hey, I'm so proud of you. you look, look, I appreciate that, Perk. Zach, man, like, look, would you give that guy a job? Now, that's, now look, I know that's 245 moving, but 245 with a 36, that ain't bad. Honestly, as soon as the visor came on television, I couldn't see anything. <laughs> he had his entire Ted Lasso. Look at it. Get down oh, low. I Woo. think we accidentally made a Woo. pitch for a sitcom starring Perk as a PE teacher. I oh, think yeah. that's accidentally what yeah. we made. No, I think of, it's great. Yeah. I, I think it's great. Yeah. Perk, you'd be a great uh, I think PE you'd teacher. be the first pick in the sixth round of 100%. the 2022 draft. Yeah, look, look, and I didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, I want to make sure everybody knows, I did not know I was going to be doing this. This is why I was out there in low-top blazers.
and I had sweatpants because I didn't have shorts. Your head shining. Yeah, yeah. He's working hard. That's hard work. work. Did yeah. you just did you just see those elite elite numbers? You can still you can still compare, get up. How did yeah. that compare to your combine your your actual combine numbers? I'm glad you asked. So I had a 38.5, <laughs> which we were checking. It would 38.5 would still be number one on the board. Where's they say? Let me see. We can't see it up there. Yeah, but 38.5 would be number one. Mm. I dropped down yeah. in 20 years. I've lost two and a half inches. That's that's nothing, man. Yeah, yeah you know. Well, some people think two and a half is something. Stop you know? talking <laughs> immediately. I'm going to move on. You can see King. Are you okay? No. <laughs> Tomorrow night at 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific on ESPN and the app. The countdown crew gets things started at 8 Eastern. Our next WNBA matchup is Saturday afternoon on ABC and the ESPN app. Diana Taurasi and the Mercury square off against the Aces. Our coverage begins at 3 Eastern, noon Pacific. And now to Phoenix Mercury star Brittany Griner's wrongful detainment in Russia. Last night, I spoke with Commissioner Adam Silver about the NBA's role in bringing Griner back to the United States. Here's what he told me in touch with the White House, the State Department, hostage negotiators, you know, at every level of government and also through the private sector as well. So um, our number one priority is her health and safety and making sure that she gets out of Russia. Silver also told me that he's working, quote, side by side with WNBA Commissioner Kathy Engelbert to try to bring Griner home. And on Tuesday, the State Department said that it still is pushing to have regular contact with Griner. We'll continue following this story closely. NBA Today will be back in 60 seconds. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. NBA Today is presented by PNC Bank. See how we can make a difference. So this is our last show from yeah. Chicago. So we had to get a little bit of uh, Chicago cuisine in here. How do you guys feel about yeah. deep dish pizza? I, I want I'm perk, perk, I perk, take perk. Go ahead, take a bite. How you want me to take? Yeah, take a bite of the, the Italian beef. With <laughs> 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 that perk. <laughs> See, here's my thing about deep dish pizza. It's delicious, but it's not pizza. What is it? It's a, a, a meat pie. A meat Why pie? do you have such a narrow conception of what pizza can be? I'm narrow-minded. Broad in your mind. Yeah, yeah, she's narrow-minded. How about pizza? How about pizza? Pizza is... It's just, it's, I mean, try to pick that up. I'm not, okay. I, don't, I don't eat on television. <laughs> <laughs> only, only bad things are going to happen. What, I'm okay. Gonna have? have you seen the reverse cams in the arenas yeah, where it only comes bad, back the only other bad way? things are going to happen. Hey, well, <laughs> there's, there's cardboard under it. Did you eat the cardboard? He totally <laughs> ate the cardboard. He, he ate the cardboard. He saw it earlier. Is it bad I can't taste the difference between that and the... No, I'm joking. No, I didn't eat the cardboard. This, this is cardboard. actually a pretty good That actually takes a little skill, like pull the cardboard down. The Listen, pizza. the only person more seasoned at eating here is Perk. <laughs> well, you worked it off earlier. If you're not going to eat your We're going to sign off no. from the draft combine. Good luck to all of the gentlemen. Yeah, good luck. I got a lot of respect. skills on show. NFL Live is coming up next. We will see you all on Monday from Boston. You're and now I'm going to swallow.